When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We've got a couple of friends that we're waiting to see if they're going to be able to call in. And um, I'm sorry to just give this to you, but maybe, Grant, you could go to YouTube and find this because... Um, the Queen of Rock and Roll, her last, she was last seen by her fans in a November 2021 video when she showed gratitude for being inducted, finally, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And she said, if they're still giving me awards at 81, I must have done something right. It was her second time. Yes, because yes, actually. Yes, that's right, because alone, she was in with Ike, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. and they performed River Deep, uh-huh. Mountain yes. High, in right. 1989, which I have right here. And I think our friend might be calling him right now to okay. tell us a, a oh, Tina, Tina Turner story. But yes. anyway, we'll try and find that audio. But she's sitting at a piano in her house and... It, Talking about being, you know, accepted as solo woman. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so maybe Graham will be able to find that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do we have someone calling in, though? They're calling right now. Let me okay. pick it up. Okay. Look at that. Yep. I know it. I know it. And, you know, <sighs> Tina Turner um, was uh, in 2021, she sold all of her music rights to BMG for $50 million. Mm-hmm. So she was part of that wave yeah. of everybody during COVID kind of selling their yeah. music. Yeah. All right, um, who do we have? Mary we got or Mary. Neil? Remember Mary okay, who brought let's... us those delicious cookies? We yes. remember Mary. We know Mary. I called her Mary the cookie lady. Hi, gal. Hi. Hi. How are you? Well, I'm standing in a coat room, but other okay. than that, I'm great. Okay, okay good. All right. You've got us... a Tina Turner story. Tell us it. your story. I do, and it was wonderful. Um, I was working at the Amfac, which is now the Marriott, mm-hmm. uh, Dayton, and got to work. And they said, um, when you're done, go downstairs to the main ballroom. So we all did. And there was Tina Turner putting on the um, private dancer tour oh. for all the Coca-Cola executives. And, and what it year is this? The day either before or after um, first half. Okay. So it was 80. It was, was that 84? Or 85? I think so, yeah. Yeah, 84. Okay. Oh, my Did gosh. Did you die? The album came out. Yes. I mean, what was it like to be there? Was she just... Did she just... Oh, it was fabulous, because we were all in love with her. And, you know, it was a ballroom. It was small. Yeah. I mean, it was the main ballroom, but it wasn't like Target Center. Right, right. So it was just... Um, actually, the people that were the most excited... Were the employees? Yeah, I bet they were because the Coca Cola <laughs> suits—they didn't even know listen to private dancer, and they was, knew her from when she was with like Ike. You know, expecting right. her to play the Ike and Tina songs, and she was doing all no. the songs from that album. It was it was so unbelievable, and um, and then I saw her one or two times after that. 
Oh, at a at a show. At a show. Was she yeah. wearing like was she wearing a dress or uh, just a, one of her signature white blouses? Do you you know, remember? I don't remember. Okay, because I've right. seen you know in like a white shirt and yes pants and then the short skirts and things like that. Oh. So, um, but yeah, it was just incredible you know what I'm, i know i'm going to go down the rabbit hole of looking up every tina turner mick Jagger performance i <laughs> love the dynamic of those two together oh i tell you it was i just i couldn't believe that we were seeing that and um and of course i had big hair so it was just oh know, yeah perfect. yeah oh, of course didn't we, I, I yeah. had oh my gosh i had it and, and mall bangs are coming back you guys <laughs> just so you know I, well, I didn't have that exactly but i was pretty close okay. but yeah really really out there yeah oh gosh i love it Tina. thank you for calling mayor you're welcome love your show love you thank you okay thank you bye uh, yeah, our billboards just went up so if you're driving around the twin cities we did simply the best tina turner 1939 to 2023 my talk so you'll be seeing those yeah. oh, okay. a nice tribute talking about tina um which is just awesome they just went up so if you're driving around the twin cities um you may be seeing that but you know Lori, in 1981 tina turner um rod stewart had attended a show this is before this, yes i'm aware it's before 84 yep <laughs> um at she was performing at the ritz in new york city and he invited her to perform Hot Legs with him on Saturday Night Live. Oh, my gosh. Imagine Fabulous. that. And did she? I think she did. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be so cool. Um, that would be so a you YouTube, about, yeah, to go down. Another, Well, that's the thing yeah. I like about seeing some of these performances. And I know for a fact that Ike and Tina Turner used to, they were on the, um, they went on the Bob Hope USO tours of Vietnam oh. because when we lived in Japan, they would show the films of those concerts at the movie theater for entertainment because we only got like B. Sure, sure. We got the movies very, they didn't come fast. So I saw, and I feel like that's how I know her and Ike through my parents was like they were part of that sometimes and you know anyway and the and the soldiers went crazy because she was like such a incredible dancer and then could sing like that while dancing that hard isn't that something yeah what do you got grant so i've got three things we can go with i've got i found the snl performance but let's go with that last potentially i have the tina turner hall of fame induction Cut the speech. Let's, let's play yeah, that one because that's that. from 2021. It's the last time that she addressed her fans publicly. And it was, uh, I remember we were just like, oh my God, yeah. she just so happy because we had been worried about her. Yes. You know, we had, we had, we had, yeah. Hi, everybody. It was really special when I heard that the Hall of Fame was giving me a trophy. If they're still giving me awards at 81, I must have done something right. <laughs> yeah, this is mine. Only, I don't care if you know. <laughs> I'm very happy to have this and to have achieved this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's great. Thank you. Oh, oh right. I know, right? And the way she just kind of made herself laugh and 
Anyway, yeah. I, I also have one more that I think okay, you'll so. enjoy. So Mick Jagger, Tina Turner, oh, State of Shock. It's only rock and roll, Live Aid, 1985. Oh, there you go. This is fun. Looking at YouTube and watching some of these. I'm also seeing, because Tina Turner was on the Cher show. Not yeah, when it was sunny, but just the Cher yes. show. And Cher would have a lot of women on. And they did, I think, shame, shame, shame. Um on Cher's show after she and Sonny went their separate ways. Well, it's that was one thing I was going to... We didn't have, we ran out of time with John Bream, but talking about, oh, we're running out of time right now. Maybe yeah. we'll just come back and talk about this. The parallels between Cher leaving Sonny and Cher mm-hmm. absolutely broke and in massive debt. Yeah. With no rights. Yeah. And how Tina Turner left Ike Turner with 37 Th- cents. Yeah, yeah. You know, and how true. these women were such strong, fierce women to fight back and right. even have bigger success on their own. Yeah, I, know, I think that was so why true. something we just envied and admired about these women yeah. growing up, like they were so so mm-hmm. fierce. I mean, that was really something. I mean, I fell in love with Madonna when I heard her tell Dick Clark, uh, what do you want to do? Uh, what, what do you hope happens after this album, her first album, Madonna album, which we also wore out? And she said, I, I want to rule the world. And I remember my friend Paul and I just looked at her and we're like, that's exactly how we felt. <laughs> and we were, you 100%. know, just a couple years younger than Madonna. We're like, that's how we felt. And so we were just like, yes, we were forever her girls. After yeah, that. no yeah. kidding. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's time for Random Thoughts. Grant here for Hoffman Weber Construction. Now, they are your experts when it comes to siding, roofing, windows, doors, gutters, even solar, pretty much anything when it comes to exterior facelifts for your home. Now, that can be a big decision and an expensive one, so this is the best part about it. The guys over at Hoffman Weber Construction, they're not going to treat you like you're in and out. They're going to take their time with you. They're not going to pressure into you in a one-stop closed-type sale. They want to walk you through the process because they know that, especially if it's a roof and it has hail damage, give them a call because they will handle all of the insurance situations. Nobody wants to call your insurance, right? It's always a pain in the butt. So give John, or excuse me, give the team over at Hoffman Weber Construction a call or go to hwconstruction.com and set up a free in-home consultation because like I said, Hoffman Weber Construction will make sure that they take you through the process from start to finish the best way possible without any pressure. And they have a great uh, showroom right out in New right now for 35W. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay. Oh, where to, where to start? What to I do? know, Julia, you're, know. The, you're the social media coordinator I'm trying, today. I'm trying to do a bunch of stuff, stuff right now. Okay, so, you know, um, Ricky Lee Jones speak of a blast from the past is coming to the dakota i'm sure that's um, a sold out show you think it is oh for sure my gosh she does hardly ever she seldom tours and there's not that many seats so this but will if be... you want to go she's there for two nights at the dakota yeah um if you want to go to she is 68 she returns to the dakota people love it but one of the things that caught me is Everyone wants her to sing Chucky's in Love. Oh, which I hated that song. Um, Chucky. Oh, I, I hated it. that song. And she said um, in an interview with John Bream from the Star Tribune, I don't do it very often. It's mm-hmm. a hard song to pull off. Yeah. It's people, a hard song to listen to. Oh, you're so funny. It's, it, she just goes <laughs> on fun. to sing. People, <laughs> no. 
People like it no. better. No. I mean, it was kind of a revelation just in that it got played on, you know, adult contemporary radio and it was sort of jazzy and she does have a cool voice and stuff, but I just, I don't know. You know how I feel she about just says it. it. I want harder rock and roll. I know, but and I'm stuff just, like some that. people yeah. liked her. Yeah, I know. Some people liked her. I really like that Cher and Tina Turner were such good friends. In real life, mm-hmm. from their same experiences. Oprah had them on her, her show once together. The two of them. Yes. And they talked about because their they both, long friendship. They both had nothing. And I, yeah. And after I, being in the industry for quite a while. And I think, I think that Cher sang backup on River Deep Mountain High. She was part of the Phil Spector Wall of Sound. So they might have met like in the mid 60s that they go all the way back. I keep checking Cher's Twitter, but, you know, she did take a two-month absence and let us know last week. You know, she didn't tweet again for two months, and then she's on her birthday. She's like, how can I be this old? I When am I going to oh, feel so old? she did. She did break she, her oh, radio. You didn't know that. Oh, no, because she was so devastated. I thought she hasn't tweeted anything. Two months, Julia, and she finally tweeted a few days after her birthday, and I kind of keep looking because I. she's probably too devastated because she and Tina were friends. For, but, yeah, she said, okay, will someone please tell me when will I feel old? This is ridiculous. I keep hearing these numbers, but I honestly can't understand them. I'm dyslexic. Numbers are for me thank you for staying i know it's been hard so she knows oh. we've missed her but anyway oh well all right so are we gonna do tina or no, are we gonna do random i'm, I don't I'm, care. I'm all seem, over you seem distracted i could no, talk I, about tina for the rest of the no, day no i quite know frankly. we can't we're gonna keep talking. i have a fun random what all right you want me to throw it out there the brady bunch house did you see this the brady bunch house is up for sale Oh, they okay. Five point five million. Yeah, it I, always. I feel like every other year no, it's up for sale. No, no. What's his name? Lance Bass wanted to buy this thing. I remember yeah. because the only thing that's I recognizable thought, about the Brady House is the outside, exactly from the TV show. Yep. So See, the people that bought it recreated it to just look exactly like they did this on HGTV. Yes. And they're just they flipping it. But nobody wants a house that really looks like the Brady Bunch from the 70s. Not really. So someone will have to buy this. And make it like at a tourist attraction or something, maybe. Like they're right. doing with Lance the Christmas Lance was just hat. like, why didn't they let me do what I wanted to do? And then, you know, I think he was on some show and they were like, well, would you have had the money? That's right. To, to make it be this replica. Well, so, they spent two point. They spent nearly $2 million in reservations. HGTV did. They bought it for three point five in yeah. 2018. All right. And now they're trying to flip it for... About five point five yeah. million. Yeah. I guess I don't have that much nostalgia for the Brady Bunch. Okay, like it would never even. Should we drive by that house? I'd be like, uh, no. <laughs> okay, uh, we can. You're no, so funny. Uh, oh, we no. can just let's watch it and we can see it. And yeah, we can find it. Let's find a supper club. <laughs> we should ask Jay Strydell if he'd been to the Smokehouse oh. in Burbank because that's a bona fide oh, that is, supper that club is. in Burbank. I did ask him if he went to the Empire in Hastings on Fifty Two. I asked him a little bit about that. Is one. that a great supper club? All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. Or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. That's well, still around? for some funny reasons, I believe my dad had ownership in it for like maybe a month or two. Could have been a card game. Could have been legal fees. <laughs> Don't know why. All I know is we went down there a lot to eat uh-huh. at some point in our life, and we loved the relish tray. The relish tray, the baked potatoes. They would come with that loaded sour cream, chives, bacon bits. Oh yeah, the like lazy a lazy Susan, Susan yeah. with all that loved stuff. It. That's right. another. I have an Everest story. Lauren. Okay, fine. Oh. This is this is a new one that we haven't had before, and it's the first time ever um, a former soldier that was from Nepal. Uh, who lost both of his legs above the knee in Afghanistan 13 years ago, just made history by scaling Mount Everest. Oh, my word. He used special prosthetics Hail. with spikes to help him climb. He made it to the top last Friday because it's, it's season. It's the season. Uh, he says he went into a deep depression after the injury and started drinking a lot. Then he decided to keep living. He went skydiving. He got involved in a Paralympic sport and started climbing mountains. Wow. He's the first person ever to do this. And his motto is nothing is impossible if you adopt. He's planning to go adapt. Adapt. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. Or adopt. Yeah. Okay. Adapt. adapt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's planning to go back to Afghanistan to the spot where he lost his leg so he can say thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. He says he never would have climbed Everest if this hadn't he, happened. Right? Adding, quote, whatever happens, it happens for good. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. I thought that was pretty kind amazing. of a cool story. I hope, we meet, always... I hope he meets Prince Harry. Like, I hope he shows up <laughs> at the Invictus Games we'll or something. See. Well, they probably will meet each other. Have you we... guys... Go ahead. Uh, have you guys heard of the Idaho stop at all? Uh, is that where, like, it's a rolling stop yeah this is now legal did you hear about this oh yeah for bikers for bikers in minnesota now they made it now minnesota is now made it legal for bikers to do what's called the idaho stop which is just a look all the way and there's nothing coming they just want to go through and then cars don't have to get mad at them that they're going through Through the light yeah 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 yeah. that one i still i still find that one as a person well listen you're the one risking it yeah you the biker biker. are risking it right 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 yeah okay we have another tina Turner memory from Tony oh, in, in, in France. She says, hello, oh, ladies. Bonjour. In 1984, I went to see Miss Turner at First Avenue. Tiny Dancer, what's got love to do it? Do with it just came out. And First Avenue told her to go find a bigger avenue because she could. And she said to First Avenue at the time, no, you supported me twice a year when nobody wanted me. So she played that Monday night at First Avenue <sighs> And rock the house beyond belief. She remembers the concert, always will. Oh. And she was lucky to have seen her two times in Paris. Mm. What a performer, singer, dancer. She had it all. So Tina could have did Felt, the, yeah, filled something she else. She went there but, because First Avenue wow. stuck with her when she was kind of trying to find her way back After in. I, mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. That's oh. very cool. Is that a great story? Yeah, that's all good. right. Thank you, Tony. We yeah. appreciate that. All right, it's Lori and Julia here for Hammernick's Interior Solution. And, um, you know, I'm going to read a testimonial um, from one of our listeners. We said, um, shout out to Lori and Julia. I stopped by Hammernick's in New Hope looking at flooring for a bedroom. 
She worked with Larry. What a great guy. And because of us, she got a little extra discount. Thank you. Longtime listener. Love your show. And, you know, Hammernix has the two locations right now. They're on the west side of town on Bass Lake Road in 169, the Flooring Superstore. They're on Rice Street in St. Paul, but soon to be opening later this summer. They're going to be in Rochester as well as Hudson. And Hammernix is a family-run business, and we love to support local businesses. They have designers on staff working with commercial and residential have such a large, largest selection that you're going to see of in-stock flooring in the Twin Cities area. Remember, an upfront 12% discount on all in-stock flooring. Mention Lori and Julia. Okay, we are remembering the life of the fabulous, wonderful, dynamic, amazing Tina Turner today. Mm-hmm. And um, just found out that um, she, when she was here in 1984... Could have performed at bigger venues, but she performed at First Avenue to um, give back to them because they supported her for uh, two shows a year well before um, she made her huge comeback with What's Love Got to Do With It. Yeah. And um, that's just kind of a cool thing to know, isn't it? Yeah, it it really is. And, And also, you know, in the HBO documentary, Tina, which came out in 2021, and I watched it right away, and you just watch it this winter. Because sometimes I feel like these, you know, documentaries you can watch a couple times because you, if they're done well, there's so much in them that you can right, learn. Right. But one of the things that Tina, she recalled that many journalists only wanted to talk to her about Ike beating her up. And yes, yep. she was sick of it. Yeah. So just like only focusing on that instead of her. Second act, which was like you pointed out with Cher, she ends up having you know this megawatt solo career and and becomes an inspiration to women everywhere who've walked away with nothing to get away from the person that is going to kill them. Yep, that's what's coming. Yep, and you'll walk away with nothing. You just walk just, away just to get away. And so a lot of people and she she talked about that in that. Um, in that documentary, because as we see in What's Love Got to Do With It, her biopic, she becomes a Buddhist. Mm-hmm. She learns about Buddhism, and she stayed with it, and she did the daily meditation and really became a devoted Buddhist. And in that documentary, she talked about, um, she said, in not forgiving, you suffer. I had an abusive life. That's what you got, so you have to accept it, and you have to forgive yourself as well, which I remember even just thinking at the time, that is a very powerful uh, message uh, to, you know, just say out loud. Right. You know, right. because people are so hard on themselves and they don't forgive themselves. Right. And you blame yourself. And, you know, there's a lot of that. So our friend Neil sent us a note about her being a Buddhist. He thinks her best song is I Might Have Been Queen because it deals in reincarnation and all Buddhist sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Let's. I can't even remember that song. Let's play it. And then he had an offer to go see Tina in, in 1984. It's an older lover. But I was underage and worried I wouldn't get in. Oh, well, that would be... I would have gone and not worried at all. I but sometimes it's easier for underage 
uh, at, you know, to get in. Speaking as someone who used to go to the disco called the Or House. The what house? Uh, or House. Oh, or, or, like or, okay. or uh, <laughs> I know it sounds close to uh, yeah. the Or House. And it was 18 drinking age and superior. So when we were juniors, we would, if someone, if we could, someone could lead with cleavage and lipstick, we'd all get in behind her. You know, that's you fluff up your hair. Yep. Put on some lipstick, and really, it, they we got in every time, and I, we were really going in there to dance, and you know, practice our flirting skills. Oh yeah, my buddies were bouncers in college, and it was just a bat your eyes, and it was a yeah. Even it, it is easier. It was easier to get in. Yeah. 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 But here, anyway, yeah. Here's a little. Um, we got something from Joni. She sent us a uh, text via our app. Um, there's a video of Brian Adams and Tina. Oh. It's only love. Oh, and you said there was some chemistry there. Really? So that might be something if people are YouTubing old performances. But back to a little bit about you know um, Tina Turner. So like in 1981, she was earning income wherever she could. She made guest appearances, like we talked about on television shows, including Hollywood Squares. Mm-hmm. And then by 1983, you know, she was considered a nostalgia act. That's right. Considered washed right. up. Performing mostly at hotel bar rooms and clubs in the United States during her second stint at the Ritz. One of them was where Rod Stewart came and saw her and asked her to sing, you know, Hot Legs with her on Saturday mm-hmm. Night um, Live. And then but the Capitol Records came and saw her and they signed her. November of 1983, and she released a cover of Al Green's Let's Stay, Stay Together, Together. That's right. Which was produced um, and by European people, and it hit really high in the European charts. It peaked number 26 on the Hot 100 Billboard here. But following that success, su- surprise success, Capitol Records greenlit a studio album. Turner had two weeks to record... <gasps> Her private dancer album, wow, which was released May of 1984, it reached number three on the Billboard 200, number two in UK. Private dancer was certified five times platinum, sold 10 million copies worldwide. Her most success- successful album, and um, also in they released the album's second single, "What's Love Got to Do with It," which became her only number one hit, and it was on the week. Um, it was on the top. It went was, on for it three weeks. Record of the year. Yeah, when but it was Grammy. only top number yeah. one hit. Yeah, September first, nineteen eighty four. Where were you? Yeah, but she cleaned up at the Grammys that yes, year. Yes, she did. Uh, Record of the year, best female pop vocal. Um, the songwriters. Song of the Year for Better Be Good to Me, which, of course, and that was also named Best Female Rock Performance. And she went on a 177 worldwide tour. It was like a two-year tour after, after she won all those Grammys. Get out there. So she really did. Like, mm-hmm. And then We Don't Need Another Hero was a huge song for Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome. Right, which she was in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With okay, Mel Gibson. Here's a little... <laughs> Mel Gibson is in that. He's Mad yes, Max. He, oh, I'm well aware. Yeah, Bill yeah, yeah. is into this stuff. I, I guys well love Mad Max. Mad Max. I'm like, I, I don't get it. I yeah. don't get it. I don't get it. But Although I'm I well did aware. like the Charlize... Um, Theron. I never watched oh, it. Oh, you didn't? No. That was good. So Her after um, 
What's Love Got to Do With It, and she became a star. Two other singles from the Private Dancer album went top 10, Better Be Good to Me, mm-hmm. which was a cover of a 1981 song from the new wave band Spider. I never even knew that. I always thought that was her song. And Private Dancer, which was written by Mark Knopfler. Oh, from Dire Straits. Dire Spra- Straits. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a year later, um, in 1987, she played... In Jakarta, and so many people came, but she played for 180,000 people in Rio de Janeiro. At the time, the largest crowd of paying customers at any concert ever, and she beat out um, Frank Sinatra. But now I know it's been beat by Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift, probably Beyonce, but but 180,000 people. I'd be scared to be with that many people. I mean, her hot streak, then she did I, Turner. That was 1986, and then that becomes the movie, but not until 1993, the base material. But I never knew, and I always thought it was called Simply the Best, but that song, The Best. Yes. Um, And that was originally recorded by Bonnie Tyler. Oh, I'm simply the best, which I could hear her singing. I totally could too. But I do love that song the best. It is, yeah. yeah. Simply the the best. You can Mm -hmm. you can hear it. And then if you just want to go back to 1967 for a minute, she was the first black female artist on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. And when she came out with Private Dancer, she was 44 years old. Yeah, in the in the rock world, washed up woman. Yeah, like you just said. Yeah. So way to. Wow. Everybody wrong. wrong. Oh, Tina. I know it. Anyway, I just can't even just can't even believe it, you know. But I feel like she you know, she's she had a great life, life and yep. she had some sadness that happened to her. She had one son die of cancer and another son take his life. Yep. And I don't know um what kind of a connection she kept because she was the stepmom to like three or four of Ike's kids. I think just Two. Oh, was it but two? Yeah, but she's a grandpa. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And she's with their, her, the guy, Ernest, Ernst, or whatever. She had kind of like a, like Joan Collins has with her, her husband, and, a long time. Because he's younger than yeah, she is. Yeah, he is. 15 years younger, I yeah. think. Not, they, not terrible, but like they've been together a long time since like... German maybe. record executive Erwin mm-hmm. Bach. Mm-hmm. He started dating in 86, married in a civil ceremony in Switzerland in 2013. And that's when she had her stroke a couple weeks after that. And she had to relearn how to walk. And Cher tweeted about it because she went to Switzerland and saw her. Lori, there remember, you go. I, I do. I just remember that mm-hmm. that Cher let us know that she was okay. Yes, something like that. Yes. Oh. Do you guys want to go out with uh, the Rod Stewart, Tina Turner, Hot Legs? Yes. Yeah. This one yes. is fun. Let's go out with a little of this. Hey, everybody, it's Lori and Joey here for El Barito Mercado. And one of the things that sometimes people might forget about is that in their butcher shop, every they have the meat is all seasoned. So if you are a big griller and you're sick of grilling the same old thing, you can go down to El Barito Mercado and get some, you know... Carne asada, something for fajitas. It's so wonderful. And then you get all the sides. And then before you know it, you really are just enjoying this very homemade tasting meal from uh, that you've prepared with the help of El Burrito Mercado. I love that. And they are hiring servers right now for their restaurant, bar, and patio. It's casual. 
It's fun. It's a fun cultural experience, too. Paying $17 an hour plus tips, El Burrito Mercado. And maybe you speak a little, un poquito espanol. Uh, Even bueno. more. Right. Oh, my gosh. And don't forget happy hour Tuesdays through Fridays. That's right. $5 margaritas, El Burrito Mercado. We are just talking today about our love and the amazing life of um, Tina Turner and just kind of yeah, sharing well, memories, yeah. talking about her. This is kind of a cute one from a listener. If you have a memory, you want to call in 651-641-1071 or shoot us um, an email. We love getting them from you. Roseanne. Yes. I love it that you're on top of the email, Julia. I'm just over here waiting for Cher to say something. She, you know, we've <laughs> earlier in our day we talked to Jay Ryan Stradle, who wrote um, Saturday Night at the Lakeside Supper Club, a novel that we just love. Yeah, so We're good. talking about supper clubs, and so Roseanne has a two-part email to us. She said the best supper club around, at least worth the drive, is Garmish in Cable, Wisconsin which is the bomb. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a resort. There's cocktails, seafood appetizers, and the bread pudding to die for. And the Burnside Lodge. The would Burnside be a Lodge club. would be a supper club. Oh, You're right. Yeah. And there's another one in, um, oh gosh, I, I'm trying to think of where it was, but mm-hmm. um, she goes on and on and on. Okay. But she said the only Tina story, and this is Roseanne. Roseanne, I hope you're listening right now. The only Tina story I can give you is I was extremely intoxicated in Nashville and sang on the stage, rolling on the river. Uh, Proud Mary. And she says, good thing we left our phones at home. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. I'm just so grateful we didn't have phones when I was growing 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 up. And I love that people always call that song, rolling on the river. It's Proud Mary. It's It's Proud Mary. Yeah, that's how it starts out. And, you know, it's actually a Creedence Clearwater song. song, And then Ike and Tina, well, she's the one who powerhoused that song. Oh, yeah, she did. All their songs, because she was the, the, he knew she was the star. She was. He, he just knew how to put together a band and arrange and stuff, but he knew she was such a vocal powerhouse. Yeah, I know. You know, it, you know here's the thing about her kind of early childhood is that her real name was Anna Mae Bullock, mm-hmm. and um, she was abandoned by her mom when she was 11 years old. Tina and her three sisters were separated during World War II. She went to live with her paternal grandparents in Tennessee. She was reunited with her parents after the war, and the family moved to Knoxville. She returned for a couple years there, where she attended elementary school. Her mother abandoned the family to relocate again in St. Louis. I mean, she had so much trauma in her early childhood. Yeah, she grew up in Tennessee. She picked cotton. She was abandoned by her parents. She survived an abusive relationship, and she had the battle of ageism, sexism, and racism. And then she comes out as one of the best performers ever. Here's what, of all time. Here's you know, what's really incredible. She said after the divorce um, and her battle cry was, was I will die before I go back to him. Mm-hmm. Never forget it. No matter how deep the hole is, you can always find a way out in their divorce. Tina Turner gave Ike nearly everything, all their money mm-hmm. and the publishing royalties. That's right. For her compositions. You take everything I've made in the last 16 years and I will take my future. She fought for her, we see in love, for to use Turner as her last name. Yes. That's all she wanted, yes. that she would, that he could, because he wanted her, he wanted to take Turner away from her. Huh. Huh. Yeah, he did. What? Huh. No, no. And so you see that in Disgusting. the movie, and, and that is in Tina's book, that that was something she's like, no, that's all I have. 
I can't just be some other name now Mm-mm. when the whole world knows me as right. Tina Turner. Right. And Screw he, you. And Ike Turner, in his biography that he wrote, um, taking, taking Back My Name, Ike Turner said, Sure, I've slapped Tina. We had fights, and there have been times when I punched her to the ground without thinking, but I never beat her. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, I my remember, gosh. I remember when that book came out. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And he, he said um, in 1999 on an interview on the Roseanne show, Roseanne Barr, did she have a talk show? Yes. I forgot all about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Urged Ike to publicly apologize to Turner. In 2007, Ike told Jet that he, I think Jet Magazine, that he still loved her and had written a letter apologizing for putting her and the kids through that kind of stuff, but he never sent it. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing about people who are like, you know, he, he, and we see this in the movie, I mean, the violence escalated with his cocaine use. Remember how much cocaine he was doing? And um, he also, he... Because he does have an interesting story how he kind of got, uh, you know, he had to really fight to be taken seriously. He was very good at arranging and putting together a band. And when he saw Tina Turner singing as little Anne at a supper club or yes, a nightclub, yes. he immediately understood her talent. And, you know, we see that play out in the moon. She can't even believe it that someone's going to ask her to already come and be in this band that's already because she knew how to play yes. some instruments and stuff. And and but they did ten albums in three years, and we see that in what's love got to do with wow. it. They're in the studio, in the studio, and he's pushing her and pushing her, and they have like four kids, and then they're touring. I mean, he's relentless because he can't stop. Tour. They can't stop touring because how is he going to feed his cocaine habit and then have right, all these side right, women right. and then have the nice house? And how does he explain to Tina why they don't have any money? I mean, he just worked her like, you know, like she was a racehorse or something, like she was some kind of an animal. And I just remember that from the movie, just hating his, oh, hating everything it. about him. And, and Lori, what's trending right now on Twitter is rest in power. Yeah, yeah, rest in power, queen. It's a tribute, mm-hmm. and this is from Melissa, Melissa Rivers, who, I miss them. Melissa and Joan, we haven't... Well, Melissa's still with I know, us. but we don't hear her a lot, but she just said, Tina Turner was an icon, a survivor, and a diva with legs for days and a verse like none other. Her music and talent spanned decades and will... For many more to come, may she rest in power. I mm-hmm. love that. Did, and did you think Tina's Broadway musical her did was good? I didn't see it, but don't you remember we had the Tina yeah, on had the because Tina it was on here and everyone who saw it was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. there was COVID going through the cast at the time when yeah. they were just here like in March. Right. People said it was phenomenal. Yeah. No, I know. We had a chance and I, we didn't go. Mm. I, lazy. Lazy is lazy. right. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I know there's a couple of friends I'm going to call today, tonight, and just like reminisce about, um, you know, just how much we, that private dancer was just everything. Because summer of 83 was the summer of Madonna. Summer of 84 was Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Purple Rain. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. That was the other one. Mm-hmm. Oh, for crying out loud. Yeah. yeah. How much fun? <laughs> How much I know, fun? and you just know that I'm You're sure but- Prince and and Tina Turner have had 
had an encounter. I feel like those two would have oh, I, that's what I'm kind of wondering We're going to have to We find. should have asked John Bream if he knew anything about that. But I just always feel like the the entertainment world is small, the specific music world, are, and the famous people all know each other. I agree, Laura. Yeah. I feel like they should. Yeah, I just, it's like high school that way. You know, all the popular kids know each other. <laughs> and they just do, or they, you know, it's just not that big of a world, so... I'm I'm curious if they ever worked together. I'm sure that they met. Okay, you know? Paul McCartney, Elton John, Eric Clapton, Bono, and many more play uh, the Beatles Get Back Live at Prince's Trust concert in London in 1986. They did. No, that's the Prince's Trust is Prince of Wales. Oh, for crying out loud. That's too bad. <laughs> that's a I prince- don't want it to be them. That's King Chuck's uh, thing now. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I know that always gets uh, whenever that oh, prince's no. trust is happening, then there's always like pr- our prince stuff. That's so disturbing. Coming up. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. fine. Yeah, no, so they didn't perform, but anyway. Oh, Tina. All right. Okay. Well, I. Glad that we could share all these memories today. We might have to take a little bit of a turn and just talk about a couple other things on the other side of the five o'clock hour. And I probably could have done a vintage scandal on. Well, I'm thinking this, that, but, but we're not going to do any vintage scandal about Tina's ex-husband. We've already gave him like five whole minutes, you know. So yes. it's not worth it. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to stick with my original vintage scandal of a revenge dress. All right. Oh. What is considered the first very public revenge dress. And as we all know, revenge dressing is best served in style. Uh, (laughs) All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back.